What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a listener's letter edition of the Good Men Exist podcast, where simply someone writes in on the show, they have a topic or something they want me to talk about, and I talk about it. So if you have something you want me to talk about or a particular topic, feel free to let me know. If you're on Instagram, you can just DM me at Jarrell G-M-E, J-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-M-E. Twitter, the same thing. I'm not sure if they have messages, but if they do, feel free to hit me up on there. And if you have something a little bit longer, feel free to email the show at goodmenexistpodcast at gmail.com. All you do is blame everything on the retrograde and sit on shade room, sipping on tea. I mean, damn, you done drank so much Beyonce lemonade. You ain't even lean enough for me. And most of the time, it's all in your mind. I ain't even doing nothing. But with all of your questioning, I feel like I should be doing something. Yeah. Why I gotta pay for your last nigga? What is going on, guys? As you've already heard, this is a listener's letter. And I'm pretty excited about this. Um, This is the first one. So I'm going to actually start doing this full time on the third Tuesday in March. If I get um, enough letters to actually warrant it, then that will be the case. Um, But this one came in to me and uh, I wanted to start that. So, again, if you want to write the show, feel free to do it via Instagram on the DM. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can do it on there. You can reach me at Jarrell G-M-E, J-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-M-E. Or if you want to email the show, if you have something that's about two, three, four or more paragraphs, then um, you can email the show at goodmenexistpodcast at gmail.com. So let's dive right into the uh, question I got last week and i decided instead of doing a regular topic that i was going to do this week anyway i would do this one and then we'll get right back to my topics starting next tuesday so this one comes from miss jenkins um and she says i've noticed particularly in our generation which is i guess anywhere from 25 to 35 let's just make it 10 years so she says i've noticed particularly In our generation, people move on quickly to the new relationship without processing slash healing from toxic relationships. What are your thoughts on steps to take before entering into new relationships after getting out of toxic ones? I hope that makes sense. I'm not sure if I articulated that correctly, but I value your opinion. So it'll be interesting to hear a segment on this. So first of all, Miss Jenkins, thank you so kindly for writing in on the show um, and being the first listener letter, which I know was unintentional on your part. Um, but I definitely appreciate it because it gives me the uh, ability to be able to talk about it. And I like your question because in being on Twitter and also seeing, you know, the different things about relationships, the number one thing that I see is the word toxic. And how that is thrown around so easily. It's like the word like, right? If I don't think that there's a day that majority of people who have English as their first language can get through the day without saying like, you know, like this, or it was like something like that. And that's how I feel 
that the word toxic is is thrown around because I guess fortunately in my case I have not had anything that I would necessarily deem um, a toxic relationship as I've said for the most part I'm super mellow and I'm a I'm a pretty good communicator and an excellent listener very um, attentive to the details of my relationships or at least I try to be now granted when things change that also changes but for the most part I really try to be in tune with with my uh my my lady so this is actually something I'm going to talk about on a a whole nother episode of the podcast is toxic relationships because I want to actually because I actually want to survey people and really get their definitions like what experiences have they had because this is not something that I can readily speak on simply as I said because I don't have any you know real experience with the toxic one but as far as healing um that is something that I think that I can touch on a little bit and so let's break down the the first part of your question you've noticed that particularly in our generation people move on quickly to the next relationship without processing slash healing from a toxic relationship what are your thoughts on steps to take before entering into new relationships after getting out of a toxic one so let's start with with healing this is also going to be a more in-depth podcast when i get to it but um, i want to answer your question so when it comes to healing healing is also kind of like a nice buzzword right almost like self-care so it's nice to say but without the true intent the actionable intent behind it it's useless so if you're if you were in a situation whether it was toxic whether it was amicable mutual like doesn't matter healing healing at its foundation has to be intentional people say that time heals all wounds i wildly disagree time allows you time to forget that you felt that way as deeply as you do which then allows those emotions to dissipate right but that wound doesn't heal because you actually healed it it healed kind of because it became a scar that you forgot that you had and then when someone asks you about it you can say oh i got that then right like when i was a kid i fell off of my bike on asphalt on my right knee i now have a scar from when it was open on a day-to-day basis i don't pay attention to that scar because it's one it's on my knees so it's covered unless i'm wearing shorts and two it doesn't affect my daily habits or it doesn't affect anything that i do daily so it's there and i if i'm if i happen to look at it i know it's there but outside of that it healed on its own right and if only healing from emotions was the same way then life would be a whole hell of a lot easier right but it isn't so that's why i say that healing has to be intentional you have to approach you have to approach healing like you approach work or anything that you're working towards or a goal because if you don't time will allow you to forget about it but it won't really be healed like your body naturally heals its wounds so 
time passes and those wounds emotionally are going to be left open because without the work, nothing changes. Nothing actually heals. Fortunately for us, we don't have to do the work when our body heals. Our brain does it for us subconsciously. It just knows what to do. And in many cases, emotionally, most people do not know what to do to heal the wounds that were established by, in most cases, others. So, understanding that healing has to be intentional is the first step. The next thing to understand is that healing and healed are two different things, right? Healing means you're in progress. You're working towards healed. Healed means you're at a state in which you are comfortable enough to proceed with life or relationship activities to where they shouldn't trigger as strongly emotions of the past. And I think, me personally, that healing should not enter into any relationship romantically. Or if it was a friend that you had a falling out with, healing shouldn't try to work into that friendship until you are healed. Once you are healed, then I believe you have what it takes to explore the things of that friendship or that relationship. So once you're healed, you can say, hey, let's talk if you want to, or hey, let's meet up if you want to. But not until then should you. Now, I understand that there are some cases because we're human beings that we want answers to things. We want to know why did you do this? Why did you respond that way? How could you do this? I thought we were. All those questions and those help process the healing. But sometimes we don't get that luxury. Sometimes maybe the person has blocked us. Maybe they don't talk to us anymore. Maybe they've moved away. Maybe worst case scenario, they've died. So now we're stuck on our own figuring out how can we provide ourselves closure, which can lead to healed. If we do not know that we get stuck in a cycle in which we fail ourselves and we fail our relationships because we never did the work to get healed. So I can't say what works for you as far as healing goes. Healing is different for everyone. And I, from experience, can say healing when I was 22 doesn't work healing when I'm 31. It's just two different things, two different scenarios. So understanding what works for you is ultra important, is the most important thing and not relying on others to help your healing process as far as the ones who hurt you. Now, if part of if part of that healing process is talking to a, a therapist, talking to a pastor, a counselor, um, an unbiased or third party friend like that is um, something that, you know, you should look into if you feel like that is that is part of your healing process. But healing shouldn't be petty. Right. We like part of healing shouldn't be us making the person that 
did us dirty, doing them dirty. That shouldn't be part of the process. Anything that doesn't have a positive outcome for us only should not be considered. And when I say that, I understand that, say, we were the ones who did someone wrong and they left. And as a result, we're hurt because of it. I can't approach that person until I heal myself. And then I will gradually work on them if they're open to it. But me trying to approach them and trying to get them to forgive me when I haven't necessarily forgiven myself and then allowed myself to heal is not beneficial for anyone. So understand what works for you when it comes to healing. Is it like I said, is it talking to someone? Is it um, meditation, you know, becoming more centered in your daily um, mindset? Is it reading self-help books? Is it going to conferences? Like whatever it is, figure it out. Is it yoga? Like just figure out something and be intentional about it. Don't do it once and say, okay, I, you know, I feel much, I feel much better. I think I'm good. I'm done. Nine times out of 10, that's not how it works. Or either you were just checked out from the like way early in the process to where it doesn't matter at this point. But if you were still in, most cases are that you're going to need to repeat this intentionally. You're going to need to put it on a calendar. You need to put it on a schedule. And once you put it on that schedule, stick to it. It's like working out. If you want to lose 15 pounds, you can't be like, all right, I'm going to eat this celery once and this should do the trick. No, this shit is work. You have to work towards it and you have to figure out what works for you. Write it down, right? And if you are, if you are unsure, write down ideas. Write down some look online, like look up books, look up people to talk to, look up meditation, look up yoga and then like trial and error. Work through it. OK. So then once you have figured out what works for you, initiate the process and then understand where you are in that process, because 75 percent isn't 95 percent. I wouldn't get into a relationship at 75 percent. I don't think that any of us really operate at 100% of our total mental space or our total functionality of beings. So I wouldn't say that you need to be 100% to enter into any kind of friendship or relationship. But I definitely think you should be in the high 80s, low 90s and have a solid understanding of who you are. And then because you have such a solid base to go on, now you can enter into something and then hopefully you are interacting with someone who has a similar base. So once you have gone from healing to healed, then you can enter into something else. People typically enter into something else too quickly because they are looking to forget about the problem because they think they are healed because they are lonely because they are bored. You know, the list goes on. So people moving into a new situation too quickly isn't a result of them being healed ever. It's a result of something else. That's something else that only they know. Maybe it's conscious. Maybe it's subconscious. It's for them to hopefully recognize and then adjust. But that's why people move into something else, like particularly men. And this is kind of what I'm going to you know, touch on. And when I actually talk about healing in, in itself as its standalone podcast, a lot of men will tell me. And I have also heard that men don't need to heal. Right. That shit is beyond my comprehension. Like how Davis says, that's beyond me. 
I will never understand that because men that don't heal become the dogs that women talk about. When we don't heal as men, we are failing ourselves and we are failing women. And if you can't heal, then just stay out of the game. Or if you find a woman who is going to be on your level, like, hey, I'm not interested in anything serious. There should be no strings attached. I'm looking at you for your body. I'm just trying to hook up. Make that shit clear. Be transparent. Do not not be honest. Do not not be transparent and allow her to think that this could turn into something because you left out the most important part of why you of why you're even in the game. You as a man have to heal to avoid being the dog that women encounter on a daily basis, if not weekly or monthly. And it's the easy thing to do, right? Because as men, we we're not vulnerable. We set those feelings and emotions aside so we can we can act the way we act and we can encounter women and not care as much about their feelings as we should because we turn those emotions off. But we owe it to women. And most importantly, we owe it to ourselves to heal first. It's as simple as that. So if we're jumping into a relationship because we are bored, because we want to get a nut off, because we, you know, want to say that, oh, yeah, look at her. She bad, ain't she? And show our our dudes on on Instagram. then we're in it for the wrong reason. Now, again, if that's if you're not in it for a relationship, then, you know, by all means. Do you and and let that be known. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the ones who are perpetrating out here like they are the guy who wants to be in a relationship and they are the guy who's going to communicate with you and be there for you and and love you and understand you and work on your love languages and so on and so forth. Don't confuse these women. Don't disrupt their peace when you know you can't present the best version of yourself to them. I put that on my Instagram a couple weeks ago. And that shit rings true. It got the most likes all for women. Not one guy liked that post. And it's for a reason. Because it calls you out. No one likes being called out. It applies to me too. I do my best to be like this. Things that I say. I 100% try to abide by. I haven't always abided by them. But I wouldn't have this podcast if I wasn't making a conscious and subconscious effort to 100% abide by the things that I say. So men work on healing. Women work on healing. And as far as toxic relationships goes, this is going to be short, as I said, because I haven't had one. So I definitely want to understand what is your version to anyone who's listening, to anyone who wants to write in, to anyone who wants to DM me, to anyone who wants to tweet me, what is your definition of a toxic relationship? Or if you have a direct example, don't tell me like what a friend's or family member's toxic relationship was because you were on the outside. If you feel as though you have been in a toxic relationship, DM me, write the show. So then I can speak on this from a more knowledgeable standpoint. But as far as what I think toxic is, I'll touch on that briefly. And that is anything that wasn't benefiting you from a mental capacity or from a physical capacity. So if for whatever reason you were with someone, men, 
or women who put their hands on you, because a lot of times we like to think that, you know, physical abuse is one sided. There are many women that put hands on men. And that's not always a result of men putting their hands on women first. So let's be clear about that and vice versa. So that can happen to men, too. It may not be the consensus. It may not be the majority, but it still happens. Next, if anyone talks to someone a certain way, prohibits them from being themselves, tries to change them to idolize something that they have in their head, their fantasy. And then if they don't abide by that, they speak to them differently. They try to demean them in some way. You are in a relationship where your communication is poor, so you argue all the time with no real resolution. Why you leave the bread out? Hmm? I put the bread on the refrigerator for a reason. Why can't you like small stuff? You just always arguing and you're not compatible. You're not communicating. You're failing each other. And when you get to a point where you stop listening and start yelling and that's all you do, then I believe that's when that crosses over into toxic. But I do know that there are other things that probably thousands, if not millions of you have experienced that would also be excellent examples for me to speak on. So when it comes to that being a toxic version of what a relationship is, then you have to that's a that's a different level of healing. That's going to take more than just the standard. Oh, we didn't work out. He was still a good guy. She was still a good guy. We just didn't work out. Now you have to deal with, oh, she put her hands on me. He put his hands on me. He always talked down to me, called me names. She called me names, said I wasn't shit. Always called me a bitch. All those things take a toll on your emotional status. If you go into a relationship at 50% and then that relationship turns toxic, you could very easily diminish your emotional status very quickly, depending on how severe the situation is. This is not nothing. This is not anything new that you've heard. So because you are so much lower than what you might typically be from an amicable split, it's going to take more work and therefore it's probably going to take more time. Which therefore is going to require more intention. And lastly, therefore, it's going to require a higher amount of dedication. That's if, that's if you want to be better. That's if you want to grow. That's if you want to learn. If you don't want to do any of those things, then like stay where you are. Lock yourself in your condo, your apartment, your house, and don't bother anybody. If you want to get back in the game, if you want to put yourself back out there, that requires intention. A lot of women like to think that the mailman's going to come knocking at the door and he's going to be the greatest thing that you've ever seen. And maybe that has happened. But in most cases, you're going to have to go out to a lounge. You're going to have to go out to the bar. You're going to have to go to church. You're going to have to go out into the uh, museum or art gallery or go out hiking to meet people. That requires intention. You're going to have to drive there. You're going to have to put gas in your car. You're going to have to GPS it, Google it, find the places, find someone to go with. Just like that requires effort from you, your healing should require effort. And then hopefully, if you've done it correctly and you meet someone else who has done it correctly, then you have a relationship that should be feasible to some sort of success.
but not before. So like I said, I definitely want to dive into this whole word toxic in relationships. I need to know. So please, please, if you're listening and you have something, do not be embarrassed. Do not feel a way to let me know this. I'm here to help. So if I can help in any way, then please allow me to help. So that is going to conclude the uh, listener's letter for the day. Miss Jenkins, again, thank you for writing in um, on the show. Hopefully, I know that was kind of long, but hopefully it, uh, it answered your question. And again, if you have another one, you know, you feel like I didn't answer this, you know, write me again. Or if you have something else you want to talk about, write me again. If you are going to email the show um, in the subject box, um, put the topic of whatever you want to talk about. So if it's toxic relationships in the subject box, you know, toxic relationships in the two box, good men exist podcast at gmail.com. Um, if it's shorter, you know, DM me. And I'll I'll read that and I'll let you know when I'm answering your question on the third Tuesday of every month. And hopefully, you know, if we get enough, you know, I'll do two to three in an episode. Obviously, it'll be quicker than this one, but I only had one. Again, I, I didn't request this, but uh, someone just asked me, so I decided to address it. So that's why um, it worked out this way. But again, if you guys took anything away from this, definitely, again, DM me. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Share it with somebody. If you enjoy the podcast in general, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member. I will 100% appreciate your support. And with that being said, be great people. 